so uh 500 episodes Amazing. what are we, what should we talk what, what should we say about the show i feel like that's a lot that's a lot of po- that's a lot of podcasts dave how old are you going to be if we, when we get to a thousand <laughs> i'm not doing that math man well <laughs> if you assume it takes 12 years to do a thousand you know 500 more like it did to i think it took us what 10 yeah something like i don't that. know why i would assume 12 um yeah oh uh, yeah you guys I'm are doing too many redacted podcasts early on. <laughs> redacted that's how old i'll be Right. What did you say, Ferber? <laughs> I said there were too many emergency podcasts early on. You guys were breezing through. No, it was just that one. That we, we that one, and then we never did another emergency podcast ever again. And there's a reason for that. No, we did. We what did. Was the other one? Bron when Bronco resigned. Okay, well that's yeah. not okay. That's not this. That that okay. That's that's fair. That's a little different. Oh, okay. uh, it was earned. I mean, it was definitely earned. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we were fifty fifty for ones that mattered. CatsCorner.com podcast, CatsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CatsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place of Franklin States in the West End of Richmond, where it is Sunday, March the 5th. Now, what are we doing recording on a Sunday? Well, if you've seen your podcast app of choice or the content item for the show, you obviously know that this is a, a little bit of a different one. Um, you, you don't often get to 500 episodes of anything, um, and we thought, as we had at 300 and 400, we thought we'd do something a little different, so instead of trying to pack this into ACC tournament prep, we thought we'd break this thing out and have uh, be its own thing. Before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody. First in Fishersville, my uh, my board ro- moderator du jour, the dude who saves us from having to read so many tirades um, and, and, and keeps us uh, relatively between the lines. David Spence is on the show. How's it going, my friend? Pretty good. Yeah, I do appreciate us recording this on a Sunday since I had to uh, not be present for episode 400 because you'd recorded it during a work day. So big appreciation to both of you. Who days on the board at who days on Twitter. He's not he's not salty at all that he missed not bitter at all. Nope. And in uh, Charlottesville, uh, editor in chief Justin Ferber is also back on the program. How's it going, my dude? I mean, if I wasn't doing this right now, I'd be probably doing like work around the house or something. So yard work. Gross. Yeah, I mean, I guess I will have to do it at some point, but, you know, at least for the next hour or so, it's something else to do. At Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. Cavs Corner, also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner. Great place for the in-game updates, the content items, and the occasional way banter. Ferber, I'm very glad to hear that on this celebratory uh, day, you just compared us to things you would rather not do. Um, so I'm really glad that we could have a 500 episode to make it so that you didn't have to do the other stuff you didn't want to do. You know, you know what's it's funny, though? It's, it's the little things. You know, it's funny. This kind of speaks, I think, to to some of the progress we've made. But I think just we've just done a better job of finding stuff to talk about. But like there were definitely some episodes like 200 episodes or so ago where it was like, all right, like we have nothing to talk about today because it's June. And it's like, you know, we're just kind of going through the motions here, but haven't felt that way in a long time. So, yeah, um, it's funny how when you look back over the life of the show, I was actually trying to before we started recording, Dave, I was trying to figure out like 
how many episodes everybody's been on. Um, I mean, clearly I've yeah, been I've on 500 the of them. Um, yeah. I'm which, guessing I've been on probably 470. 460. I like how you had a number that ready. Range. That was good. I I like that. You you yeah. were you were already thinking about this. That's good. Yep. Why? So how did you come up with? So you're just thinking like I don't. Mi- I mean, I, I miss one probably every few months. Um, yeah. You know, which would put you know 40, 50 in that. Which way. really sad. I say forty. I just want to state for the record. Oh, really yeah, sad sure. the people. The the worst rate. Yeah. You know, yeah. Four number four hundred plus a few others I've missed. Uh, yeah, and like Brad <laughs> and I have done a few live at different events. Yeah. Like I remember we talked to Patrick Stevens one time, like in the greensboro coliseum or somewhere and you know stuff like that so yeah i was trying to figure out the first one ferber was a member of um so i actually sent you guys earlier because i was digging through some old stuff yeah i I did a couple of them as a guest um yeah we were feeling you out to make sure you were worthy that's what it was (laughs) i wasn't writing for the website then and then even when i came on the website i didn't get on the podcast right away um like i would write but i wasn't yeah yeah i guess well, if that's the case, then why am I still on? Because <laughs> um, you think you would have revoked me by now. But um, yeah, and I, I don't know. If I had to put a number on it, I'd say I've probably been on 350 of them. Maybe maybe like 325. I don't know how many you guys did before I was doing them all the, like full time. But probably it might be more than that. It might be more like yeah. 425. So. I think it's more like 400, don't you, Brad? I mean, it's it might be. We I mean, didn't record every week when it first started. I probably yeah, started true. doing it full time in like the 2014 ish time. Like Which, right if you there. think about it, was still a long time ago. Yeah, and that was yeah. like you guys started it like in 2012. So March of 2012. Yeah. yeah so I mean, I probably missed like a hundred or so. It is, and like it, you, I, Dave, like I'll miss some every once in a while if I, you know, get COVID or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how like we, you know. um, for the record, like we don't choose the, um, you know, the, uh, we don't choose like where the celebration happens. Right. So it just sort of happens whenever it comes up and 400 was on March 18th. So we're, we're a couple of weeks off the, you know, the, the circle. But if you think about sort of the way weeks work, right. So it makes sense. But then like Ty Jerome, we recorded, I recorded at 300, that interview with him, um, in between, um, the I think it was after the Louisville game, right? It was after the Louisville game, but before the ACC tournament. Maybe it was before the Louisville game. I think it was. And then, like, I made a joke about how he, you know, could have a huge day because I remember asking him essentially the "Are you going to come back?" question, and he sort of like didn't necessarily not answer, but he also didn't answer, which was interesting. Anyway, um, we, we I promise we don't plan to have this thing happen at one of the busiest times, um. For, to have a podcast that covers UVA because of basketball. Um, but I feel like a lot has happened even over this, the last like 200 and that's no, no shade at the first 300. No, 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 no shade. But like the last 200, I mean, there was a national championship, you know, there was a, a pandemic. There was Chris long, you know, there was a coaching change. Um, you know, there's just a lot. It just feels like a lot has happened uh, since we last, you know, Certainly since we, we did 300, but definitely, too, since we did 400. <laughs> the only thing that's the same is, like, Kihei Clark. <laughs> I, okay, that's kind of the, the joke I was looking to make. And, Ferber, I don't know what you just did to your mic, but it sounds infinitely better, so great job. Yeah, it was. Um, so the thing was, and, you know, it takes 500 podcasts to get this kind of thing right, but it was unplugged from the computer. <laughs> you know, so. it's funny, because you were like, Ken, when we started, you were like, can, can you hear me? And I was like, well, yeah, but 
I wouldn't necessarily say it's good, but yeah. no, it's much well, better now. Thank you for that. Um, but no, yeah, Kihei's been here the whole time. <laughs> he, we, we passed him on our way to our first episode in 2012. Um, and he'll be here for episode 900. Yeah, he will be. He'll be here. He'll be here for a thousand. Dave won't. Um, yeah. But I, I think the place I want to start with is like, you know, the, when we when we did our first like sort of anniversary show, um, like I said, it was in the midst of of a lot going on. And then we've obviously lived through a pandemic. And to Ferber, what Ferber said earlier, I think is so true. Like we used to really struggle to sort of think up like things to to talk about. In part, I think because there were definitely times when maybe the uh, football program wasn't as um, wasn't as wasn't necessarily the the, the kind of topic that Good. you wanted to focus whole. Oh, no, because that, that's not necessarily true. Because like. I mean, you can make the an argument. The podcast started because the football team had gotten good. Exactly, I mean, that's exactly the the full circle thing I was coming to, which is like you know we kind of went through the 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 dark days, so to speak, of the end of the London era, and even when necessarily Virginia wasn't good thereafter, it's been easy to talk about because there's you know there's been interest or there's been like passion behind how much people are upset, right? So there's always there has been plenty to talk about, but that wasn't necessarily the case in the early part of the run of the show. Um, so it is kind of interesting that it, it did. It started because we were like, Hey, let's start doing a podcast or well, once a podcast, but it, you know, we start doing a podcast and you know, the thing immediately like the air went out of the balloon. Um, <laughs> it's not our fault for the record. We didn't, it, we, it wasn't our, wasn't our decision to take like nine defensive backs in some of those recruiting classes. But I mean, like if you think about sort of the life of the show and how much has happened, certainly a lot has just happened these last couple years or last couple hundred episodes. I, I want to stay for the record really clearly. We are to the best of my knowledge. And if you find another one out there, I actually, if you find another one out there, I don't want to know, but we are the longest running uh, podcast in the ACC um, to my knowledge. And again, if you find, if you find somebody who's been doing it longer, I don't, don't, don't I think there were probably me. some that started before, but they're not around anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, you, yeah. you know, cause like, if you think about it, like 500 episodes is a long time to do anything. And the fact that people continue to listen is baffling to me, but they do. I think they all come out for Ferber and Dave. Um, they like to hear you yeah. guys and your, your incredible ability to recall plays. These do, I, folks like these dudes can like talk, like they can legitimately pull out a play from like a specific game in a specific season and know exactly like what the situation was in a way that just, and I'm not talking about like consequential plays. I mean, I'll be like, yeah, remember that third and seven against Georgia tech in 2013. And I'll be like, yeah, I do actually like, I, I, I just can't do that, but they are very, very good at, at that kind of stuff. And we don't, it's been like a 10 year skit just to give you grief, make you think you have memory <laughs> issues. Yeah. We look at box scores and just, <laughs> <laughs> they're on YouTube remember, all day. <laughs> remember when David Watford skipped that pass? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I do remember that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, let's do some, let's do some. That was fun. episodes I mean, 150 through 200. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He was, yeah. that was a, that was a, a, a fun period of time. All right. Let's, let's do a couple fun, um, I don't know. Obviously, if we said like, if I said if I toss something out like, "What's your favorite moment?" You, you're going to say the national championship because you know um, that was Dave like right after 300, right? It so was. Like yeah, it was like a few 310. Weeks yeah, because yeah, we we did a we did a podcast from the bowels of uh, of uh, US Bank Stadium, didn't we? You I did. feel like we did. You did. Um, we we did a, we did a series of them throughout because like that whole month I was like not home. I just remember being gone forever. Um, and so I was like. You know, there was there was the stop in Columbia, and then there was obviously uh, Louisville and everything. Um, 
so I don't want to say necessarily your favorite, like your your favorite moment, but what's been the the show or the something related to the show specifically? Um, I'll I'll go first since I just toss this out there and kind of put you both on the spot. Um, I love anytime we do anything off the beaten path, like some sort of draft, some sort of thing. And I actually have some fun ideas for the off season of other like weird stuff we can. Uh, we can like weird gimmicks and things we can do. So I like anytime we kind of, it's not necessarily that like the week to week stuff isn't great. I think we do a good job of, of giving a good solid, you know, pulse of the moment without being, but so reactionary. Um, but I do like when we get off the beaten path, that's my favorite thing is like when we start talking about randomness, um, or we have some gimmick and we're going to focus on something. Um, wasn't there like a team we chose and like we left Ralph Sampson off for a little while there. Um, and somebody like people were really giving us the business when we picked yeah. our favorite, when we picked our teams like of the Tony Bennett era. That was fun. Yeah, um, that was fun. I, I dig all that kind of like off the beaten path stuff. All right. Which one of you guys wants to go next? Who, who wants to? Yeah. I mean, I'd say I go ahead, Justin. I was going to say my answer is like not my favorite moment, but probably like the most random, like surreal podcast we did was when Bronco quit. Oh, um, weird. Just because it was like, we did a podcast on Wednesday and it was like, man, that tech game was terrible. And they got some like accountability that they're going to need to show and, you know, whatever. And it was super negative. Right. And then he quit like 24 hours later. Yeah. We um, kind of felt bad. We were, for and Dave literally yeah. was like, did we do this? Did we like, do this? <laughs> I don't think we have that kind of power. Um, no, we don't have that kind of a uh, sway. I don't think, but did um, we bully Bronco into quitting. Football? <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, he's like, a, he's like, if these guys have turned on me, then I don't know where to go. It's over. Um, but that one was the one we did Thursday night was the you broke the emergency podcast ban or whatever for that one episode. And that was like that week. I think we recorded again before Tony Elliott got hired. We did. Yeah. And it was like then we were like and I think that's when he had like left or whatever. And we were like, what is going on now? Or maybe he was still on grounds and we were like, he's going to be the coach. But like that whole week of podcast was like really strange. And it was like, how do we? talk about something that's like changing every minute, you know, like how do we like put this in Amber and, you know, like put it out to people when like, by the time it goes out to people, things will be very different. Yeah. I mean, look, the best, I, I love basketball. I love football. To me, the football podcasts are more fun just because, you know, you have a week to discuss an opponent, you have a week to discuss a game. Um, and then, you know, you have all off season to discuss it. Plus, that's why we started, right? Like it wasn't because we didn't like basketball. It's, you know, in March of 2012, when we started this thing, um, you know, Virginia was coming off the peach bowl run Chick-fil-A bowl run. Um, in 2011, the recruiting was upticking, you know, so a lot of traffic on the website because London was recruiting well. And then the football team just collapsed. You know, that was, I think Tony was in his second year when we started maybe. Um, yeah. Cause basketball, I think the first basketball game after the podcast started was the Florida game in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, so that was their first NCAA tournament year. Yeah, and that that was like the only basketball game the first year that that happened after the first podcast. Um, So it's always been kind of the football side that I've enjoyed. Um, You're right, Brad kind of hit like just being able to have those random discussions, those random drafts, all that stuff about Virginia football, something, you know, Virginia sports in general, something I've – been passionate about since I was a kid. Look, we're not Alabama. We're not Duke basketball. There's not 400 podcasts or 400 articles discussing this stuff. So being that voice for people who love Virginia has always been fun. 
I would I'm, say that uh, you said UVA is not Duke basketball. I would say since this podcast started, they kind of did become Duke. They kind of yeah, they kind of yeah. became Duke. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, in really. some or, ways, or like they they kind of hit the upper echelon of where they were sort of going before. Like if you think like I I can't help but like think of three hundred as like a watershed moment because you know one. I mean, I don't think I have to be the. Um, I don't think it's going to be the acme foolishness to say that folks might think that once the team wins a national championship, there's a little more interest, right? But like from a numbers perspective, it was one thing before, and then it sort of became one thing, another thing, like during and after, right? And certainly, there are a lot of people who are plugged into Virginia basketball now that just weren't before. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I think Ferber's point there is well taken. Like they kind of became Duke, or they were on the cusp of being Duke, and then they sort of became. Like if you think about the consistency, I mean, six ACC regular seasons, or at least shares of the regular season championship in ten years, um, that's pretty bananas. Um, yeah. You could really split UVA basketball into um, a BP and AP before podcast and after podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've got the numbers that support that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, uh, you know, we've been doing it. So since we started it, you know, including that one um, Florida game, you know, which I believe happened after the first podcast, the Florida NCAA game, because I think we all watched it together in Richmond, didn't we? I was not one... a part of such thing. No, think... no, I was, I was there. Okay, I think you and I. Oh, you were the. Okay, so yeah. Wasn't so, it in like Walt Omaha went... or something? Walt and I went to watch it at a bar in Richmond. So I, I remember it being after we had started recording the podcast. So. Including that early, early oh, wait, game. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a different Florida different, game. Different time Florida kick. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, because yeah, Florida beat us twice in the NCAA tournament. So was Michigan State in this time frame. The um, first one right, was Dave. the one where you're they right. had like Bradley Beal yeah, and they were right. they were yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah they, they smoked. Right, My, bad. Uh, My bad. Yeah. But you know, so Virginia basketball has lost, including that loss, has lost eighty three games since we started the podcast. Virginia football has lost seventy eight. Yikes. That's crazy. That's yes. wild. Not to mention, like, how many, like, at least, at least, if you just did regular season only, football would have more losses. Yeah. Because, like, because basketball has been eliminated in the postseason, I don't know, at least, like, nine times or whatever since the podcast started, so. Yeah, every year but one. And then also, if you counted ACC tournament losses, I mean, that's probably, like, 12 of the losses are just postseason losses. Yeah, 286 wins to 54 for football, so. I mean, at least that you can, you can justify with the number of games, like <laughs> to some degree. Um, but the losses thing—that's that's a wild stat. Stat of the day. I, I had to yeah. du- I had to double check it when I finished the numbers this morning because I was like, that can't be right. No, it's right. And that's so, wild. basically, what you're telling me is that in like uh, by like October 15th, football will have caught up. <laughs> so it's basketball entire, can only basketball can only, you, but... basketball can only lose two more games. Yeah, you know, between now and then, basketball's gonna. Be, yeah, football will most likely surpass it. Yeah, mid October is probably about right. Uh, so look wild. forward to those exciting podcasts coming. This yeah, fall. stay tuned for episode you know five forty or whatever where we talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I was just thinking, like, I'm pretty sure that the only two times that we've ever used like that gimmick, the one with such and such or whatever, is the like one the friends gimmick. Yeah, the one with Chris Long. And then the one after Bronco resigned, and and I'm like, well, what did we do for UMBC? Because like I, the the memory, I just like couldn't pull it right, and so I just <laughs> so I'm like scrolling back. Um, I honestly don't even remember doing that. I mean, yeah. I'm sure we did, but like, 
I don't remember like us talking. I mean, I'm sure we were just like, well, <laughs> like on to the next one. So that happened on like a Friday night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we would have had a few days to think about yeah. it. Um, yeah. We, yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's kind of like you, you kind of hit on it, Dave. Like, I think our format kind of works better for football because you're in the middle of two games. Basketball yeah. is kind of like there's sometimes like we'll record in like three games have happened since the last time they, you know, we talked about them. Yeah. So things yeah. can really change. Like, like they won the national title on a Monday and we talked about it a few days later. Like we had a few days to kind of digest it or whatever. Yeah. So, so check this out. So we recorded um, that Wednesday, right? 247 was the episode. Um, we talked about the tournament title. We talked about losing DeAndre Hunter. We talked about the matchup with uh, UMBC. And then like we and the potential matchup with either Creighton or Kansas State, right? And then the next episode is two forty eight. And it's and it's phony Bennett <laughs> on to talk about UVA's loss in the NCAA tournament, what happened and what meaning changing why everything. Well, that's is why broken. I don't remember it. We, yeah, we, so we Dave and I Dave and I were so uh, under the weather. <laughs> you guys didn't even come on and talk about it until like a full week later. Forty nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> wild. Oh man. Um, but what's funny about it is, is I'm like, I was thinking about the one we did at Ferber at the, um, um, at the final four or whatever, like the podcast has this way of making everything seem sort of important in the moment. Right. But it equalizes like some of the things like week to week. It's kind of what we're talking about a little bit. Like the, the football season is sort of, you know, more week to week. And we kind of, you can almost fall into that basketball too. Cause even though you get a few games, it's like every week is like another referendum on like whatever's happened and that's just sort of the nature of the bit of the beast right but it's just funny how like oh yeah there was that episode where the one after bronco resigned right we're like we we had literally recorded like the day like we had released an episode the day of and we we had said a lot of like stuff and then like all of it was moot you know i think um, that's why we had to do another show yeah we had to because like, it was yeah. like well we can't like we can't not you know, talk about it. So like if Virginia goes out and wins the ACC tournament or Virginia goes out and wins another national championship in a few weeks, like those moments will be huge. Right. But like the content beast has to be fed. Like there's another show next week. Right. And very quickly we'll, we'll switch to the off season. We'll switch to talking about the transfer portal. We'll switch to talking about like what their new needs are going to be. And it's like, there's never really a chance to sort of like have it all soak you know, so you guys having a couple of weeks after UNBC is probably the closest that you're going to get um, to having a chance for something to soak in and really kind of. Yeah, we really needed to think about it a little bit more. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just like, dude, yeah. I, you know, of all the things that have happened over the course of this show, man, that one was the I think everything else, even the national championship game, you like you knew there was a there was a chance they could win it. Right. Like we we talked before the final four and it's like, okay, well, they're there. They could win two games and win the national championship. Right. Of all the things we expected when they were going to play UMBC, like we didn't expect that they were going to lose. Right. Nah, no. Um, and I, I guess Bronco quitting was probably the only other thing that's even remotely like in that sort of like unexpected vein. Um, yeah, I mean, we certainly on didn't the field. think we were going to yeah. be. Yeah, we certainly didn't think we were going to be back recording the next day. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah had just a, so people don't think we're heartless, we're talking about on the field stuff. Yes, yes, like yes, yes, yes. Obviously, yeah, no, like, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, for the sure. yeah, it's been you know the whole thing just kind of been crazy. If you think about, you know, we got to podcast about winning the first ACC tournament in y'all's lifetimes. I was two when they won the last one. Um, and then followed it up with one, what, four years later. So 
then we've had to record when they had the, you know, the letdown against Syracuse in the Elite Eight. Um, That's another one. I don't remember. was filed game. <laughs> There's been a lot of controversial games we've had to. Yeah. What? Wait. Hold on. What year was that? What year was that? Sixteen. The Tevin game. Uh, no, the, I was 15, fourteen. No, the Syracuse. You're talking about, about the Syracuse game was 2016. Syracuse, 2016. Yeah, Syracuse yeah. game 16. All right, let me yeah. let me go back and look. Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday was it really? That's when the game happened. Wow. See, yeah, because I, I it's see I remember because I wrote the preview for it and I was an idiot. And at the end of it, when you do the prediction piece, I was like, "And UVA is going to resurrect their program on Easter Sunday <laughs> or something really stupid." And Brad was like, "Ah, oh, that's not bad." And then we used it, and then they lost. <laughs> And I was like, well, I'm never making that joke. Yeah. It's not even a joke. It's like I thought I was being cool. And I was like, yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> that was a different guy. That was seven years ago. Now I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> UVA 65, Maryland 66. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, episode 149 of the show. Um, that was, You know how old that is? That was back before we had titles. That was just episode 149, March 31st, 2016. Uh, and it shows you at, how how many podcasts we do now compared to then because like I was wondering I was like how are we just hitting five hundred like eleven years in that's like six you know how many weeks is that yeah like a lot yeah uh, that's like six hundred weeks or whatever um but it's because like you I think early on there it were, wasn't like, a week long thing. breaks between the shows and stuff yeah. like that right it was and, like, yeah it used like, to not be a week the logistics thing. of recording were much different we couldn't do it like we do now you know we had yeah. to be together. Yeah. Um, and also board. it was like I think it was like in the off season there just like weren't shows right like like yeah. you guys weren't doing shows there when were it was some, like not very July many, yeah. or whatever right now we're just pumping out that content that sweet content <laughs> it's because of all the revenue mm-hmm. I would also say like <laughs> things kind of you know you mentioned COVID I think things with the show kind of changed after COVID because it was like you're not you're just in your house so much more it was like well this is like something for me to do almost like you know it's like i'm actually like doing i feel like i'm doing something right now yeah um, and, and it's not just like oh yeah i just commuted home in the dc traffic from work and now i gotta flip on this podcast to do you know like now now it was like oh well this is like something for me to do on wednesday and we have nothing to talk about because there's no sports <laughs> yeah i still remember recording that one leading into that tournament that ultimately got canceled oh yeah and i went back i'm just like dude they're not playing this tournament I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear that show. Like the season's over, man. Forget. But like, didn't we, Ferber? Didn't didn't you and I record some sort of like Notre Dame? We did. Yeah. After the the, yeah in the hotel room. Did we did we we release it? Did it ever get? Did it ever see the light of day? I don't know. I don't know if we ever released it. But we went back to the hotel and we were like, "What are we gonna do with this?" Because like Fred Hoiberg was like about to pass out on the bench. Like I forget. And then uh, there was something else that happened. And then Rudy Gobert and Tom Hanks got COVID. People were tweeting about that. Um, and then I guess we were like, "Well, that's oh yeah, there was not gonna oh, be yeah, fans. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did. We we there we, were not gonna we be fans. And we were like, "Well, that's weird." But like this is gonna be really weird tomorrow. And we kind of talked about it real quick. And then. Okay, so this is episode yeah. 348 was Living on the Edge, which was March 10th, 2020. Um, in that oh, podcast, wow. we looked ahead to the AC <laughs> tournament and previewed UVA side of things. Um, that was probably before we went down there, though. Yeah. And we said, unfortunately, there's also the threat that this event is a sole postseason opportunity for the Who's given the potential for the coronavirus outbreak to require substantial changes to the We NCAA didn't even call tournament. it COVID then. <laughs> yeah, that's because just the whole podcast, I'm like, guys. This isn't happening. Why, why are yeah. we talking about it? Yeah. So then, <laughs> Ferber like, and I record on March. Like I said, we recorded on eleventh. We posted on the tw- on the twelfth. Um, I have to look back at the date to 
I mean, Brad and I literally were at ACC tournament games. Yeah. Like, you know, we went yeah. to them. There were 10, there was, I mean, it wasn't full because it was like a Wednesday games. Yeah. But, it you know, I would say what, like, Greensboro holds like 22,000 people. Like, yeah. I would say there are probably like 14,000 people there. Yeah. Like, I have like to say, like, of the, if you ask me, like, the surreal, mo- most surreal moments of the over the course of this program, man, that one's right up there with the National Championship game. Because it was mm-hmm. just so weird that, you know, like Ferber said, like the Rudy Gobert thing. And then there was like Tom Hanks. And then like the entire night, I, I just the weirdest feeling the entire night we're there. Obviously, news is just breaking and it just feels like the whole world is li- literally on the cusp of shutting well, the, down. The weirdest and, thing was that like the Ivy League schools were like, we're not going to keep playing. And, and we all thought was that was like, nuts. That was weird. And yeah. then it was like and then it, they, they ended up being ahead of the curve on it. Right. No we're sitting intended. there. We're sitting there, and I just remember like looking around, going like, "Dang, should we be here? Like, this feels yeah." Weird. I remember. I, I remember. There was I a text thread about that. Like, well, should should we be here? Yeah. Well, I remember. Um, at, so we're at the final. We're at final four. We're at the ACC tournament, and we're sitting in the media area watching. I guess it was like Notre Dame, whoever they were playing, because um, the winner was playing UVA. And I remember we ran into like some UVA staff, and like on the way in, and they were kind of like, "We don't know what's going to happen." Like, this is weird Um, because they were already talking about, like, not having fans. Right. Um, And and then they were like, I don't know. Is this like how does this like help us or hurt us kind of thing? You know, like that's how we were talking about it was like, would more would fans like be a detriment to you? Like if there are no fans, is that bad for UVA? Um, And and I think the person we talked to was basically like, we think we would play better with than other teams would because of our defense, like with no fans. Um, But anyway, regardless. Um, I was sitting in the media area next to Brad and this guy next to me was like, I don't know, 75. And like the, the only thing at that time that we knew about COVID was like, it was really dangerous to older people. Yeah. And I was like, this dude is like out here shaking people's hands and like stuff. So I was like, maybe it's not that big of a deal for me. Um, but yeah, that, and then it just very quickly, I was like, I hope that guy's going to be all right. <laughs> like there was like 15,000 people here tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was wild. And then, you know, yeah. the few podcasts after that, we were like, so now what? Like, well, then the next, listen, the next podcast is called, man, we are really, we're really giving folks the, the, the warm fuzzies. We're recounting COVID here. But, um, this next one was episode 349, which was not great, Bob, <laughs> which is just and all. And then the next one for the record is, uh, episode 350 digital distancing, which was one of my favorite titles of all. <laughs> well, um, I mean, that was like a hundred of the episodes or so were like no fans. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. And I was, um, we Ferber and I were talking. Wasn't that like this? Like with the other day, we were walking out of the arena, and we were talking about like what was it like when the when there yeah, were no fans? Because I didn't go to any of those. Yeah, they were it just you know, like I said, it was very weird. Like because he was kind of he was kind of like, yeah, they tried to do fake crowd noise. It was so dumb. And I was like, dude, it was so weird when it was just quiet. I didn't realize they did it in the building. And stuff. yeah, no, like, they had to though because it was like there was just, just squeak, 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 curse. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> and you know, you needed something. But but uh, it's so like, weird that like some games, some sports were not as good as others. But like I, we were talking about like the NFL, like you very quickly like forgot the fans weren't there. Like you could just watch those games and it didn't feel weird. But then other games, it was like, this is really strange that there are no people there. Yeah. Like college football, I think it was. I mean, obviously, eventually you start thinking about the games. But like, and we still talk about those teams now. Like, and we don't really talk about the impact of no fans or anything now. You know what I mean? Like, we talk about like the Trey Murphy, Sam Hauser team. We don't really say like, oh, that was the year where there were no fans. It's like, we're just like, oh, that was just that UVA team. And like, that's kind of how they'll be remembered i guess it's just like another team very strange very strange 
Um, all right, let's let's do this. Um, so over the course of we can we can call this the last 100, 200, 500, whatever you want to say. Who's the MVP of the podcast? And I don't necessarily mean that of the three of us because let's be real. Ferber's the Damon. Ferber's the talent. Um, but like of the like the person we talk about who comes through for us the most. Who's who's that person? And I mean, obviously, if it's a player, they they're no longer EVA. That's fine. But like, who who is the MVP? Who who is oh, the a, for these episodes? That's so tough. I don't for think the it's last two hundred or the last five hundred. I, mean, I, I think I think I think you could. I think the same answer is the same answer no matter what. Tony. It's Tony Bennett, yeah, right? It's got to be Tony yeah, Bennett, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and the reason I, mean, I didn't he's say a constant too, like I mean, exactly. You know. I mean, I was thinking about this. I got, I kind of got this idea yesterday during post game because he's talking about sort of like Kihei and how long he's been there and how many you know things he's done and he was talking about all the seniors and stuff. And I was like, you know, and this is no shade at any player, but players, you know, even Kihei, he's only technically, even though he feels like he's been there since we started the show, he's only been there you know five years or whatever, right? And Tony, you know, Tony was there before he Kihei. He'll be there hopefully after Kihei. Um, if not, we're going to do another emergency podcast. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, yeah. But like, it's just funny to me if you think about like um, the the players kind of come and go, right? Like this was a big deal because you know this is Jaden Gardner's last game. He's been there two years, right? Um, but think about all the time that you know we've spent in post games talking to Tony Bennett, or all the time we've spent on this podcast like talking about what you know. Tony said or what you know you know changes or you know guys he's recruiting or guys he's offered you know stuff like that um like he has been by far the thing that has driven the content of the show um for the for the record we reached out and tried to get Tony Bennett to be the a guest but because of the time frame um that was a uh that was a, a no-go um it's a shame we couldn't have like episode 500 in like May because I'm sure he would have come on. But, I mean, he does love doing media stuff too. Yeah, I he's mean, so yeah, he's so excited yeah. to do all of it. But, <laughs> it's just, but so like, I feel like he's the he's the easy winner. But then if you went to who's number two, that's where I you mean, get that's, that's gets real really tough. Lucky. You know, I mean, maybe you could say Bronco Mendenhall, um, simply because of the not just the years and the time frame of when he was coach and and that kind of stuff, but then certainly the because there was the there was the process of of getting him and his staff and then there was the change and then there were the actual years they were there and then there's the the aftermath of his departure and we talked we still talked a lot about him and his and his staff well after they had left Charlottesville so I mean you could probably point to him um it's another way to look at this too is like who gave us the most content yeah like because I don't know who they answered that. That's where you get into like Kihei Clark territory. I mean, Kihei, cause cause Kihei like, could be real high of on the him list. being sort of like controversial or whatever, yeah, or not, like a lightning rod of, of sorts. Yeah, 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 a conversation starter. Um, yeah, Kihei, Jay Huff, Kihei Clark, Jay Huff. Yeah, we did I mean, talk a lot about Jay Huff. Yeah, Brad's doing everything he can to get Ryan Dunn in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ryan Dunn also is doing everything he can do. So. Because he's been and playing if, well. well. So if Hendrick oh, comes back next year, he'll start getting in that territory. Um but yeah, on the basketball side of it, yeah, it's Clark and Huff to me. Out and, you know, the ones that have generated the most content. Obviously, you know, you got the, the big three that won the title, but you know, they were they're almost like one years, player you know? now, I feel like it's like one yeah, just one thing three. that we just talk about them collectively almost. Yeah. It's like those little those little uh three those little three man rap things that they did before games. It's like, that's the way I think of them. They're always connected in my mind's eye, you know, 
because we yeah, always whereas, like we always thought of like Ty and Kyle as being connected because they committed when they did and Dre came later. But like then in reality, like Ty and Dre were always tighter. Um, but on the floor, like they were all three of them. So it meshed together, you know, like it's hard to, it's hard to think about. Um, it's really hard to think about one of them without thinking about all of them. Yeah. And on the flip side, you've got like, if you want to think about players that I felt like we didn't get to talk about enough just because of some of, you know, COVID especially with where guys like Sam Hauser and Trey Murphy, who I never got to see play in person. Um, you know, we talked about them on the pod, but they were here for a year and <laughs> that was no fans there. That was weird. Um, you know, Lavelle Davis's breakout year is a first year. I didn't get to see any of that in person. Um, so it's been kind of a lot of interesting stuff that's happened in 10 years, including us all getting older, which you can hear our voices change if you go back and listen to some earlier ones. Like there's some some gravitas in our voices now as we yeah, I'm I'm well into my middle ages. You guys are starting to flirt with it. Yeah, I, I how wait, I haven't gone back and listened. How how different are our voices, Dave? No, I mean they're they're different, you know. Not drastically, but they're different. They're more mature now. <laughs> If you hang around, finally, us, you're saying we is finally reached puberty. Is that of. what you're saying? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I mean, yeah, our podcast has. Like we're like approaching puberty, right? Um, yeah, are we in dog is. years, or how does that work? <laughs> um, all right, last thing. Last thing before we wrap up. Um, I, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't sure how to do this, but it, it was just talking about that previous topic. Um, I. I think that like in the, in the life of the podcast, I've never been more right about anything than I was Lavelle Davis and that year. And man, that whole season, I just, I took so many stupid, like fun victory laps about, you know, saying he was going to be a big deal. Um, and I, and I was thinking, you know, how do we talk about sort of the off the field, off the court stuff that, I mean, cause there's been so much else, right. That we've talked about on the show, real world stuff. Um, not everything, certainly. Um, and not, and maybe, maybe we didn't spend enough time on the things we, we spent time on. Um, but there certainly has just been a lot off the field, off the court that we also have talked about. And I kind of just want to, you know, give that just a minute to breathe. I mean, just because like, I feel like one of the things that has been important about this show is that we try our best to be as, you know, as real with fans as we can be. Now, sometimes that gets us in trouble because they, you know, folks will tell us like we're like, you know, shaking our finger at them too much. We're like telling them what to do or what to feel. Um, and then sometimes I think we, um, you know, we have these opportunities where like we could not talk about thing X, especially if thing X is like off the, you know, off the playing field. Um, and, you know, we, we have typically tried to stray away from straying away, right? Like, you know, I, I, we've had, we've had a lot of discussions between the three of us about like, Hey, should, should this be something we talk about? Um, and I just, I don't know. I think that we, we, um, in looking back on it, I'm proud of the way that we have handled a lot of those sort of, you know, non sports aspects of things. And I just, I don't know. I just, I think that as we go forward, I think that's something that is kind of the fabric of the show too, which is like, if there's something that pops up that is, you know, a big deal and, you know, and it impacts the, um, the bigger picture. We talk about it. So I just, I just thought we, we should at least reference that. And certainly, um, you know, the three young men who were, who were killed last year continue to be in our thoughts and prayers and their families. Um, but I, I just thought that it, 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 
it deserved mention as we're looking back at, um, you know, what we've done over the years to also say that like, we're going to continue to have those times where there's something that needs to be talked about. That's not, that's, that's UVA related, but not necessarily just on the field. And I think we, you know, we'll, we'll continue to do that. And I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to sort of speak on anything that's like not, you know, like I said, like not on the field. Yeah. I mean, I think like, um, we've, it's not, yeah. I mean, like, unfortunately I feel like we've had too many of these things, um, negatively negative things to talk about just because of things that have transpired. Um, you know, you mentioned that the guys that passed away last year were killed. Like we also had the episode with Tony Covington. That was really good. Um, after George Floyd was killed, I thought that was, and it also came at a good time where like, we just, you know, we weren't in the middle of a football week and had to like focus on that. You know what I mean? Um, the unite the right situation happened since this podcast started. Um, you know, uh, there was that, and you know, there was a lot of good things that came out of that too. Um, you know, like, and I think we just have to continue to talk about those things, but yeah, I mean, no, nobody, we don't ever like plan to have to talk about that kind of stuff, but unfortunately it's part of it. And I think also like, more on like the sports side of things i think you know we're not you know we're not trying to make change or anything but i think it's i don't think it serves our listeners to like tell them things are great when they're not great and tell them that things are bad when it's like an over you know what i mean like two things can be true at the same time right brad um but but i think like yeah i think you know it, it doesn't i'm not interested in a show where we just like are doing PR for the programs. And I'm also not interested in a show where we just call for everybody to get fired every week. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. very fair. Yeah. I think, you know, when you do something like this, if you want to be true to what you're, you know, what you're talking about, which for us is the university of Virginia athletics. Um, yeah. We didn't start the podcast to discuss controversial topics outside of the realm of sport. Right. But when you have stuff that happens like, you know, unite the right George Floyd and the shooting in November, to stick your head in the sand and not discuss it when it directly affects the university, you know, and the players who you cover that that's not what we're ever going to do. Um, I don't think we're, we're not out there seeking out controversial topics to bring to the podcast, but when it affects the players, their families, our university, I think it's our duty for someone who like cheers for these fans, funds, you know, cheers for these teams, funds, joy in covering them, discussing them, you know, to not turn our backs when they're hurting. Right. And this little podcast, whatever, whoever listens, like, I mean, I've enjoyed the fact that we're not afraid to, you know, to, to go there, to be emotional when things suck, like they did in November and continue to, um, and not to, not afraid as three white guys to discuss black lives matter stuff by, with having Tony Covington here. Um, and that's, that's why I keep doing this. Like you guys aren't, you know, you guys aren't afraid to discuss it either. And I think it makes what we do a little more genuine when we're not discussing that stuff. Right. And you can see our, especially my, you can see, you know, you can see the fandom and you know, how it influences it as, as us at points. Um, but like Justin said, like, you know, if when things are bad, we're not going to sugarcoat it. Um, but you don't have to pile on just for the sake of piling on either. Cause there are like families and kids and stuff that listen to this. So I feel like we've always had a good balance there, which is why like no one's parents have run up and 
tried to beat us up or anything. <laughs> so it's, I've always been happy with the way we've handled yeah. that. And I think mm-hmm. like we can, like, I think you can, if you're good at what you're doing, you can say like, I don't know if this player is a good fit or should be playing as much without making it personal. Like, you know, it's not personal. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I've kind of like, not that I, not that I struggled with this before. Like I'm not as online as a lot of other people, but like when I started covering the team, like Brad does like interacting with them more, you start to see the players more as like people that are in your community and like, human beings rather than like this person is an asset to help me accomplish a goal of like having my team win, which is, I think how some people look at it. And I think that's becoming less and less a thing, but I think, you know, the players aren't disposable commodities, you know, and um, you got to kind of like keep that. There's like a sensitivity piece that comes with this, but at the same time, I think it's like, you know, you can't, it's not interesting for us to just come on here and be like, well, you know, like we're not going to talk about something cause it's not, it's going to make somebody uncomfortable or like somebody yeah. might disagree with it or whatever, but right. you know, we're not, we're not trying to like, we're also not trying to like be hot take artists or anything either. You right. know, we're just kind of yeah. doing our thing. Right. Well, um, before we wrap up, I want to say, um, listen, um, over the years, Ferber and Dave have become increasingly more involved, not just obviously for the podcast, but with the website as well. Um, I literally couldn't do, uh, what I do. The website would not exist, uh, without them. Uh, there's been a lot of growth and change and, uh, and whatnot over the years. And both of these guys have been absolutely instrumental in making that happen and making it happen smoothly. Um, their passion for what they do and the ways that they do it has, um, has inspired me. I mean, you know, bringing Dave on, having him become a moderator has been a true joy to watch. Not just because, you know, Dave's really good at the way he handles things, but also too, like, I don't know a single UVA fan who loves UVA more than Dave does. And to watch Dave have a more direct access to not just like, you know, the board and and fans, but also to like parts of the program and, you know, all that fun stuff has been just a, a real joy. And I just want to say thank you publicly to both of you guys for all that you do. You know, I, I say it, it's part of the spiel at the end of the episode. And the reason I, I still I say it every week is because I, I always mean it. Like, it's not just a thing that's on a script. It's, you know, I do very much appreciate um, the time that you guys give, the time that you guys spend on the website. Um, certainly, you know, most Wednesday nights, you would much rather, I think, be doing anything than another you know, hour and a half of talking about whatever. Um, but you, every week, you know, um, unless, you know, there's something going on. I mean, obviously you, you guys, you, you make, you make a, you make a place for this in your life. And I really appreciate the fact that you do that. And, and, uh, and I just want to take the opportunity cause it's here to, to, to give you that shout out and to say thank you for all that you do. So, all right. On that note, we are going to pause briefly because we have a special guest. Yeah, Virginia wanted to start this game on offense. We'll see Perkins in the shotgun. Now he's going to take off. That looked like a design run. And Perkins is going to get the first down. For a lot of people who thought, hey, great athlete, not a quarterback. He has proven everybody wrong. He played fakes and is on the move again. There goes number three. Bryce Perkins bound into the open. Cuts it back. Touchdown, Virginia. 
surprise the guy was leading the way. No, this is Bryce Perkins. He's a great player, great competitor, tremendous leader. Tight end tally in motion. Perkins will keep it, and why not? Another first down and a huge hole up the middle. There goes Bryce Perkins. Inside the 20, all the way, touchdown. Let's see if he does it here against the dynamic quarterback Perkins. Maybe that's the factor. He left it in open and cuts it up into the end zone for the touchdown. Virginia has it. Touchdown. Hooker toward the end zone. Incomplete. Game over. Here they come. They waited 15 years for this, and now we get to watch them celebrate. We are now joined by the one and only Bryce Perkins. He him, himself, the dude who came in and ended, I want to say you did it almost by yourself, but you, in, in a lot of ways, you, you know, especially early in that game, you kind of did it yourself. Ended a, that, that, that losing streak to Virginia Tech. Bryce Perkins, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. We are very glad to have you, brother. We appreciate the time. Um, obviously, you know, 2019 is, is such a, uh, a great year for, for Virginia sports in general, right? Basketball team wins a national championship. You guys win the Coastal. You go to the Orange Bowl. And like I said, you, 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 you end that streak against Tech. I guess before we get going into that, um, where, whereabouts are you right now? Where do you spend your off seasons? What's, 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 uh, what's your Sunday like as we record? Yeah, uh, in Arizona, I kind of split half. You know, I do half Arizona, half uh, California down in Orange County training. Um, so right now, on the last leg of my Arizona stay before I head back up to California and, and resume training until uh, OTA starts. So right, right now, right. just enjoying the warm weather. <laughs> um, going going to get something to eat a little bit later. So there you go. Um, a, a really peaceful Sunday for sure. There you go. It's weird though, man. Every time I see a picture of you, because you don't have the the braids anymore, you don't have the hair, you know. And that to me was always such a, you know, like it was like a, a part of who you were, you know, back in 2019. When you look back on that season, going into it, um, obviously, you know, the way things had happened in Blacksburg the year before that, obviously, just sort of the way that season went. What do you remember about sort of going into 2019, and and did you guys think that it could be? the kind of year that it ended up being like, what was it? What was the vibe? Like, what, what were your, where were your minds at before that season got started? Yeah, no, I mean, we definitely took, you know, that, that loss against Virginia tech, um, in 2018, you know, we kind of took that and, and, and really that kind of stuck with us throughout the whole off season, even though after we, we had a, a great win in the belt bowl against South Carolina, we knew that, you know, there was unfinished business left for us to do. Um, we, we knew we had the talent to do it, right? And, and right. we knew that, you know, um, we 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 had that game, and, and that kind of stuck with us throughout the whole the whole offseason training. Beat Tech the whole time, seeing Beat Tech around the locker room, seeing Beat Tech in the weight room, and everything like that. Um, not looking past any other teams, right? But we knew that, you know, that one is, is the one that Charlottesville and a lot of UVA fans have been waiting for for so long, and um, to almost have had that win um then lost it kind of you know as a community we all felt it so um going into the 2019 season we definitely had a little more a little more chip on our soldier on our shoulders a, a little more um just knowing that we 
with a team in the in, in the coastal to really you know be the ones that that should be sitting on top. So right. um, not not only alongside uh, uh, V Tech, but just just the whole conference in general. We knew that we had the team and the guys and the talent to do so. Um, lost guys, but then we had a lot of guys still there. So we knew we had the, the team. And, um, you know, Coach Mendenhall did a great job of getting us ready uh, every week to play. Um, so, you know, we had a different type of swagger. Even though losing with Virginia Tech, we had a, definitely a confidence in us that we knew that we could be the top team. So um, that's what kind of the attitude we took into it. And, and it, it displayed definitely in that season. Yeah, Bryce, you kind of hit on something I was going to ask you about, so I'll twist it up a little bit. Um, this is David, by the way. The uh, Obviously, that 2018 season kind of outside of the Belk Bowl, that game in Blacksburg didn't end like you guys wanted it to. Um, so I was going to ask how like how that offseason went, but you touched on it. But going back to like your history prior to getting UVA with the neck injury and all that stuff, um, like how much easier you know, obviously you had that 18 season to kind of get your confidence in yourself that hey i can i can play at this level my neck is get, getting better um like at, during as you're preparing for that 19 season had that thought about your 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 injury stuff kind of gone away and you were more you know were you able to focus a little more on just preparing your with your team or was that never an issue for you at all once you got to uva no um the neck kind of went through a lot of is my neck stable in junior college right and then yeah yeah after the 18th season it shifted from the neck injury to the hand injury i suffered oh, that's a, right that's right a torn ligament in the louisville game in 2018 that caused me um that's why i was wearing kind of that that half glove with the fingers cut out through the rest of that season and um in early january is when i um got the surgery for my hand on my pinky uh, to repair the ligament. So that had a whole new challenge for that rest of that offseason because, I mean, I, I was in a cast for maybe eight weeks and then wasn't able to throw for another six uh, around there. So I, so after the 18 season ended, I had a whole new kind of different battle and grind and um, um, adversity that I had to overcome so I can be in the best shape. And then, you know, in the summertime, kind of just, you know, in spring and summer, just kind of figuring out, um, you know, okay, how, how is my grip going to be? Is, is it going to be a little different? So just uh, working through that and, you know, finding, you know, days where I can really, you know, just keep throwing, keep throwing, keep throwing to be comfortable so, so I can take that glove off and, um, I think it, it was a pretty good job. A lot of guys had injuries not uh, outside of myself that, they were rehabbing throughout that whole offseason. So, um, you know, although, like I said, we were confident in, in training and our talent, you know, a lot of guys had a lot of stuff that they had to kind of fix, rehab, get surgeries on um, so they could be uh, ready by the start of the season. Gotcha. And then, you know, you guys opened that 2019 season on the road against Pitt, you know, a, a very physical squad on top of that. Um, and then won that game and a few more before you headed to Notre Dame. Um just talk to us about like going to that Notre Dame, going into South Bend, playing that game on that such a big stage after the great start to the 2019 season. Um, obviously, the result wasn't what you wanted, but like, do you still think about that game? It was tough, physical, and you guys, you know, we're, we're in it for quite a while. But what what is what was that experience like for you? 
No, nah, I'm yeah, that was the, the um probably, you know, one of the top gangs as far as atmosphere that I've been a part of, right? Um, you know, we had previous wins. I, f- I forgot what it was. Was it three wins before that? Was that our fourth game, fifth game? Uh, something around there. But yeah. um, going into that, when we were confident. I mean, we knew it was going to be a sold out. We knew the kind of atmosphere we were going into. Came out really strong and then just couldn't finish it up. Um, and, you know, and, and when you're doing things like that, man, it lets you know as a team, like, man, like, it's not the physical side of it. It's just, just maintaining that side. We got a real taste of um, a playoff contender team and kind of where we stood at. And we knew that there was just some things in, in within us, you know, me especially too, that, you know, okay, there's just some things that we had to fix, some things we had to overcome. Um, and it, it was a great experience for us. And I think that, um, you know, we came out really strong and just couldn't maintain it. And that that happens sometimes with football, um, and, and that's a great learning lesson to anybody that comes out fast or, on the flip side, doesn't come out as strong as a fourth quarter game. And the teams that can be built and forged to last those fourth quarters and then some more if it comes down to another great team. So, um, I think that game made us better for it, and mm-hmm. and leading down the end of the stretch of the season. Yeah, you mentioned uh, fourth quarters that Virginia Tech game. Um, obviously like the fast start and then it sort of, you know, was quiet mm-hmm. for a while there and then tech got going. I think Hennon hooker had a, a touchdown run and, um, it felt like a, you had a big throw to Joe Reed that kind of opened things up in the fourth quarter. Did you guys feel like that sort of, you were playing more free at that point, like down the stretch in that game and like how much pressure did you guys feel going into that one? Or was it one where you were like, you know, we're playing at home. We should be able to to do this, given that you guys had been on a bit of a, like a hot streak going into that. Yeah, I mean, com- coming out really strong. I'm especially that year we were undefeated at home. Um, and and I remember just coming out the gate. I mean, we we were a hundred miles per hour. We were rolling, and then we stalled for a little bit, and then kind of towards that end, before that drive, we kind of came together. And we were like, man, let's just go out there and play. I mean, you know, we're stalling. Let's not keep letting this build on and build on, build on it. And I remember me and Joe, we always talk on the sidelines. And we always say it's going to just be one play. One play is going to get us going. One play is going to get us rolling. And we just got to stick through the ups and downs. Right now it's down. We have to stick through this. And then, you know, when that play happens, we're going to know that the tires are turning and we're going to flip that switch. And that's what we did. Uh, Joe had a great catch. And even, you know, not just the catch, but the run after the catch. I think you're talking about the, the corner flag rather. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, um, you know, even him, you know, getting hit out of bounds but not going down, like the guy bouncing off, like that, that gave us energy. And, you know, once from there, everybody kind of just took a, a big sigh of relief because the biggest problem, I think we didn't even score a uh, converter first down. And so that was kind of just the, the, the hill that we had to get over. So, once we were able to do that, we kind of just took a deep breath and, and executed. I remember Haas made a big sideline catch um, going towards the hill. That that got us going. And, and then um, and then Billy he dragged Kemp, the guy. He dragged the guy for like 20 then yards. Then he dragged the guy <laughs> for 20 yards. I mean, um, so, you know, those plays right there ignite, ignite us as a team, but also the defense too. I mean, they, they did great. Manny at the end, you know, getting that sack um, and, and just those – 
both sides, you know, when, when, when one side is really playing well, you know, the other side feeds off that, you know, and then it goes to the special teams and then not only special teams, then it goes to the fans in the stadium and then it all works together. So um, that's why we call it the fourth side because all sides, you know, there's an added layer to it when, when all the sides are playing well and performing and, and, and feeding off each other, you know, that's when we were at our best for sure. Yeah. One thing I was curious about, you had throughout the two years in Charlottesville, a lot of just highlight plays and you know, there were so many different ones. Like, you know, you hurdled the guy against Louisville. Um, I, a few plays in that tech game, we were just talking about long runs, you know, some big throws in that game, the play in the orange bowl stands out to me <laughs> where you kind of fought mm-hmm. a couple guys off, jumped yeah. over a guy and then threw to his for a touchdown. And then there was like the two point conversion against Florida state. Were there any like personal favorites for you? Or if like you were creating a highlight reel for yourself, is there anything you would want to lead with? Um, yeah, uh, man, I, I, I don't know. I mean, truth is, I just don't like getting hit. So I just be trying to <laughs> not get hit as any, as any possible way. That's I a can. good way to do it. That's a, yeah, that's a good yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, I'm not sure. I mean, all, all those, you know, those those plays, um, the Florida State one, I mean, you know, Ryan Nelson clearing those guys out, uh, the Gators in the, in the Orange Bowl, Hossies can make it because that's a hard catch to catch. Mm-hmm. So, um Man, the Louisville hurdle, probably one of those. The run against me, Tech. Um, I, I'd probably say the one against Virginia Tech just because it had the, you know, it had a lot of built-up emotion and, and kind of history behind just, you know, kind of when I was writing what I was thinking about and kind of just the history of losing and, and against, you know, Virginia Tech um, and how we did last year kind of was stuck with me and, that kind of gave me a little bit of extra juice. Um, so, I mean, that that's kind of one of the ones that, you know, I, I hold on to because I felt like I was some of the fastest uh, I've ran um, when I was in my time at Virginia. So that one right there is, is definitely special to me. Yeah, that would have been a good one to have, like the AWS. They do like the miles per hour yeah, in the NFL. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that would yeah. have been that would have been a good one to track on that one. No, yeah, yeah definitely. Cooking. Um, Bryce in the um you know in the years since obviously that see actually let me let me ask one more question real quick on the tech thing i think those of us who grew up here you know grew up uva fans you know grew up despising tech right like that game is huge to us and i'm always curious for guys like you who you know grow up out of state who come in who kind of you're not born into this rivalry thing right it's sort of something that's you kind of you know join it, how how aware are you going into not just I mean you you mentioned sort of like that was sort of the thought process all season but like that week do you feel the extra pressure like how big of a deal is it to get that win obviously you mentioned like breaking the streak how how important was that to to you personally uh, how much of that tech thing did did became real for you like did you did you have that sort of animosity against those dudes the way fans do like how what is that rivalry like for a guy like you who you know kind of was 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 kind of brought into it as opposed to just like grown up in it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely different, um, you know, not only being out of state growing up and not really knowing a lot about um, UVA or Virginia Tech, really. Um, And and it's an added layer of of kind of just being different for me because I came, you know, I did two years at Arizona State and did a a season at junior college and coming in, not really having any prior kind of – 
no, a first year, second year into the rivalry, right? Um, right, right. And then really going into the game 2018, um, you know, you kind of feel it from, you know, different people coming outside in, like the fans, the, the coaches, just the the hype of that game, right? Because it's, all, it's always displayed throughout the week. Um, and you know it's a rivalry, so you know how you should feel, right? You know, it's a big game. You know, we don't like these guys, right? But, you know, didn't have any really personal kind of firsthand experience with it, right? right? Never. Right. And then, but, but 2019, that it all flipped. It was all personal for me. It, it, it was all, um, you know, I was fully invested into the rivalry because um, it was something emotionally that alongside me, you know, the guys on my team, you know, we all went through it together. And that is what kind of drove us and drove me. There's that, man, like, you know, we went through what we went through last year with these guys. So now this year, it's just an added uh, a layer of, you know, kind of what it should be and right. what it is to me. So right. now I, kind of, I fully was bought in and invested into the rivalry and, right. and it definitely pushed me and everybody else um, throughout the offseason and leading up to that game and during that game, you know, you, you felt you felt the energy and, right. you know, just not winning in so long. Right. Um, was definitely something just special to share. Yeah. And for it to, and for it to be um, at Scott Stadium was, yeah. was really, really, really cool. Well, I just want you to know that in 18, when you went down and the Hollyfield kid did what he did, um, and like mocking you or whatever with the, the three to the neck or whatever, I just want to let you know that Dave, if Dave had been able to get his hands on that dude, it would have been some unkind uh, words spoken because uh, he was, he was, I mean, like, I think he, he has now, I don't know if, dude. I was going to say, you, st- I was going to say he still hates that kid just for that one, that one thing he did that one game. But, um, anyway, yeah, man, Robert, per, let me, let me get you out of here on this, man. In the years, obviously, since that season, you've obviously had a lot of professional success. You, you obviously won a Super Bowl ring. And, um, I'm just curious how, you know, that experience, uh, kind of your entire college experience and certainly the, you know, the, um, the adversity you faced and had to fight through in the, the two years at UVA. I'm just curious, like how that all helped prepare you for life at the next level and, and what the last few years, like what, what you kind of can draw from that college experience or uh, time at UVA to help you prepare for that next level. Yeah, I think, um, I think, you know, as a person, I think you always grow more from, you know, your, your learning lessons, your losses, so to speak, or, or the adversity you face, you know, than the success, right? I think, um, all the success is is um, is tailored by you going through a lot of things in the past that didn't work. You know, calm, calm seas don't make a good sailor is kind of one of my favorite kind of quotes um, for everything. Um, and I think just going from one college to junior college to the, the next college, you kind of learn how to just deal with the adversity, knowing that, you know, you work through it and then you come back on top. Um, so, you know, throughout, you know, my high school and college and professional career, kind of just taking notes from the things I've learned, the things that didn't work, things that did work and kind of just adjusting them. And then, you know, applying that mindset to, you know, the adversity I'm facing now, because, you know, there's, it's this adversity is still the same as the different types. So, um, even last year going through a little bit of adversity, just having that prior history of, 
you know, working through the past adversity, whether it's injuries, whether it's um, leaving schools, whether it's, you know, not knowing if if, if I was going to be the starter or not, um, knowing how to kind of control my emotions and kind of just being always in that happy, positive um, thinking space to produce the ultimate results that you want. Um, it's always going to push, you know, me through whatever adversity strikes. So um, just trying to learn how to be resilient and and the adversity I faced last year, I'll face more adversity next year and the next year and next year. You know, it, does, it, it doesn't stop. It's always going to be a road um, and, and a hurdle that you have to travel and get over. So um, just always trying to keep that in, in the frame of mind of, um, you know, you know, tough times don't laugh tough tough people do and that right there is kind of like the staple of what I try to believe and try to go through throughout my adversity that I face you know um last year years before and, and kind of in the future um so just just just, just, just knowing that it's all going to work on and keeping the, the right mindset good deal well Bryce I really appreciate the time man um it was great to have you on great to talk a little bit about 2019 obviously a season that UVA fans will always look back on a year that UVA fans will always look back yeah. on. And we thought, you know what, for 500, let's look back at, at one of the best years that, that the Hoos have had. So thank you very much for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it. Man, thank you for having me, man. And Charlottesville definitely is is home for me. And, and I'm, I'm about to get down there before OTA start because, you know, I, I do miss I do miss uh, Virginia and everything that it has to offer. Good deal. Thanks, Bryce. Have a good one, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate it. Have a good one. I want to thank uh, Bryce for for coming on the show. That was really fun to be able to have him on and talk about 2019, and um, pretty good, uh, pretty good thing to do for an anniversary episode. I think is to bring on a a voice from the past to tell you about a great season and give you some insights. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys got anything else before we wrap up? Anything for the good of the yeah, order? I mean, we didn't mention it, but obviously, 2019 was by far the best year we've we've had covering you know during the podcast run. Um, you know, it, it was wonderful while we lived it, right? You know, winning the national title, beating Tech, winning the Coastal, going to the Orange Bowl. It's been nice to have that a little more spaced out in retrospect, but it was a great time while it lasted. And it was great to hear from Bryce because anytime we can talk about that Virginia Tech game, I'm all for it. Also, uh, Dave and I went to the World Series in 2019. Oh, yeah. Oh, we did. that's that right. I forgot about us. that. Yeah, it was quite the year. Um, we packed and, it all and, in before that virus came. And around, then 2020 right? came. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think one thing that we, I don't think we mentioned it yet is just uh, thank if you're, especially if you're still listening here at the end, um, you know, thanks for listening. Um, I, I, you know, honestly, for a long time, I was like, does anybody even like listen to this? Or are we just like talking into the void? Um, and then like we've, we've made friends with people that listen to the podcast. People tweet at me almost everything has been very positive or if they disagree with it, you know, with something that we said, they'll just kind of like say why. And that's totally fine too. Like, I don't, you know, we're, we're not above approach or anything like that, but um, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you're thinking about starting a UVA podcast or some other podcast or some nerd podcast for Brad to listen to do it. Like, you know, you can, you can have a lot of fun and, you know, you start off kind of like doing, little things and then all of a sudden you know you're interviewing bryce perkins or you're talking to so-and-so whoever it is and you know um it's been a lot of fun to do it but it's also been a lot of fun to kind of like interact with the people that listen and i'm glad that people do enjoy it and look forward to it and all that good stuff that's it's really cool yeah absolutely um all right well that's 500 in the books 
Dave, just got to hang on for a little while longer to get us to a thousand. Hey, I look, I'll stick around. I just don't know if people <laughs> want to hear my old ranting ways in another oh, 10 years. Man. What's the over under for total oh, number of episodes before, God. before Brad's like, I'm not talking to you guys anymore. <laughs> the, no, no, the flip, be, no, it's going to be the flip side. No, wait, hold on. It's the flip side. It's whether or not you guys want to talk to me. That's the question. That's it's not me talking to you guys. It's whether you guys want to put up with my crap. Um, six fifty. Now you think we're only going to make one hundred fifty more? Come on now. That's three years, you know. That's, you know. We'll see. I don't know, man. I, I feel like I could. I feel like I could do this for a long time. You know, it doesn't take a whole lot to to have thoughts yeah. and talk into a microphone. You know. I don't know. I, I yeah. think at least eight. We can get eight. We can get eight. They'll let us know when it's our time to step off. <laughs> They'll let us know when they're putting us out the pasture. All right. If you're somebody out there, find the podcast through the website. Thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your shows. And if you're so inclined to give us a rating or a review, uh, we appreciate it. Now, if you're somebody who's found the pod, has not given us a look at the website yet, you can check us out at castcorner.com. Uh, look, the ACC tournament's about to happen. The NCAA tournament's about to happen. There's plenty uh, of reason for you to give us a look at the website. So make sure you do that. I want to thank My Perfect Franchise for their support of the website and of the show. You can visit MyPerfectFranchise.net for more information on how you can find free from your next venture and discover the perfect franchise for you. Like I said earlier, I want to thank uh, Dave and Ferber for being graciously of their time as always. I very much appreciate all that they do. So for David Spence and Justin Ferber and Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.